Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Albright. My day job is Chief Legislative Affairs Officer for Zealous Payments. Zealous, Z-E-L-I-S, is a healthcare and financial technology company located in beautiful Bedminster, New Jersey. I also serve as the communication committee chair for Weedy. That's W-E-D-I, and Weedy is the producer of this podcast. For nearly 30 years, Weedy has been an instrumental force in igniting public-private partnerships to empower meaningful changes for the American health care system. How does Weedy do it? A lot of the work comes from Weedy's work groups and sub-work groups. Every day, Weedy members volunteer their time and industry expertise to Weedy workgroups to provide thoughtful leadership and common-sense approaches that enhance the exchange of clinical and administrative healthcare information. They collect input, exchange ideas, and make recommendations that inspire impactful and far-reaching change in our industry. On this episode, we're pleased to introduce you to one of our workgroups, who they are, what they do, and what are some of the biggest issues their group addresses. Hello, my name is Pat Wietek, and I'll be your host for today. We want to introduce the Weedy Remittance Advice and Payment Subwork Group. We'll talk about who we are and what we do. First, I'd like to introduce the co-chairs, have them talk about their companies and any additional leadership roles they may have within Weedy. I'd like to introduce Pam Grosset. Thanks, Pat. I'm Pam Grose, one of the co-chairs of the Remittance Advice and Payment Subwork Group. I work for PNC Bank Healthcare as a senior product manager. I'm also co-chair of the Data Exchange Work Group within Weedy and the Workgroup Leadership Committee, and I'm a Weedy board member. Mary? Hi, this is Mary Lynham with SSNC Health, and we have an entity that is a vendor, and we also have an entity that is a processor payer. So we are deeply involved in this part of the transaction, and I don't have any other leadership roles within Weedy at this time. Thank you. And last but not least, I'm Pat Wietek. Um, I became the co-chair of this Weedy worker just in February of this year. I work for TMG Health, which is a part of the Cognizant organization, which also includes Trizetto, among other entities. And I am a senior EDI analyst. I've been in healthcare, in EDI healthcare, for over 30 years now and involved with the A35 transaction most of that time. But, of course, I also am engaged with other transactions. So now we'd also like to have the co-chairs talk about why Weedy, not only personally, but for your organization. So let's start with Pam. I think Weedy is a great organization, and one of the specific reasons is because of its ability to bring such a wide variety of stakeholders together to talk about the issues that are facing the healthcare industry, and then have those stakeholders work collaboratively on solutions to address those issues. Um, especially in our sub-work group, we're able to bring together um, all of the different types of stakeholders. We have really good participation in our sub-work group, and that allows us to get input from all different perspectives as we look at the work products that we're trying to create. 
So I think it gives us a really good perspective to address all kinds of issues that come up. And I know for, for my company in particular, um, that allows us to, to take those perspectives, bring them internally, and, and make sure that we're internalizing those as well, make sure that we're addressing the needs that are being brought up uh, within the industry. Mary? Thank you, Pam. Of course, as a payer vendor, the expectation is that the 835, the EFT is compliant and they are also balanced. There's different things that can impact payment as far as contracts, regulations, etc. And of course, with those transactions, it's also they need to be able to be reassociated. So in doing that, we know from experience within the industry, there's financial items, and they don't always coincide and happen at the same time. And once there is a financial transaction, it may not be complete. There could be future adjustments, et cetera, based on, again, regulation and contracts. So in doing such, our group gets information because we know not all providers are getting electronic information either way and being able to reconcile. Our group just gives the opportunity to gather thoughts and get with people on what's working, what's not working, how do we tackle it as an industry so that electronic transactions continue to grow and get implemented within the industry. So in my thought is we need all types of participation from payers, from providers, from vendors, because the only way to improve the process is talking about problems or solutions that they have found and make sure we're all doing it consistently. So that's my thoughts on why our work group is important, and that's why we continue to participate in it. Thanks, Mary. So the primary reason uh, that I am involved in Weedy is directly related to my job. I manage the ERA services at TMG Health. I also know the importance of keeping in touch with the industry in respect to the business issues related to ERA, pretty much the same as Mary and Pam have stated. Um, it not only helps my job, you know, personally and, and my clients, but just overall implementation to, to understand where the industry is. As I mentioned, I just became a co-chair recently, a few months ago. I was co-chair previously, uh, working for a different company, changed jobs. Um, now that I'm with a company that is a member, I'm very excited to be able to get back involved and help lead the effort wherever possible. Um, I do have overlap with X12, um, so Weedy and, and the other organizations help me have a broader perspective, both from the business side as well as the technical side. 
again, just feeling it's very important to stay in touch with um, providers and all the other entities within healthcare. Okay, so uh, what we'd like to do is uh, explain what some, the goals are of this work group. Uh, the pri- we have four or five primary goals, and, and we and as we, we have our meetings and our sessions, um, if you get involved, you, you'll you'll see how these overlap very easily. Um, we like to facilitate the business implementations of the 35 and payments. We provide a forum. In our, in our working sessions to address business issues that are related to the implementation, and that involves uh, various stakeholders' perspectives. So as we've mentioned, payers, providers, clearinghouses, other entities, uh, not only healthcare, pharmacy, you know, et cetera, so we have a very broad range. We create white papers and provide educational guidance, and that education is in the form of webinars, uh, virtual webinars, podcasts like today, as well as uh, sessions at the WIDI conferences. Those education sessions typically involve the white papers, um, which are the products that our work group, some work group creates. And also, uh, one of the goals and, uh, I don't say products, things that we do is review and provide potential WIDI comments during the uh, development process of the X-12 guide. Uh, part of the public review process, for example. Um, and uh, that also not only would include X-12, but also the NACHA guides because the EFT payment is part of our uh, work that we uh, help review. Okay. So let's uh, talk about uh, what are some of our past, present, and future work products and uh, what are things we're maybe working on today. And Pam, if you could help us with that. Sure, thanks, Pat. So one of the um, papers that we published recently is all around um, payment and remittance that have been routed to an incorrect receiver and what some best practices are to um, maybe resolve the issues, identifying issues that might cause that to happen and then best practices that might resolve those issues. Uh, we also have recently published a paper that's looking at uh, the provider level adjustment segment within the 835 and uh, usage of that segment, how, how it's supposed to work, and the different use cases that um, would cause you to see that in the 835, uh, issues that we might see around that in the uh, in the transaction and some best practices, again, for resolving those issues. Uh, we, we published an initial paper that included basic information about the provider level adjustment segment along with um, the interest use case. And then we subsequently followed that up with um, an additional revision of the paper looking at overpayment recovery. Um, that is a significant issue in the industry. And uh, so we looked at different situations that uh, arise when you're dealing with overpayment recovery and, again, some best practices for um, including that information in the, the PLB segment. And we are continuing to update that paper uh, over time, looking at all of the different use cases for when you will see a provider-level adjustment segment and including that in different appendices of the paper. So we're currently working on an appendix looking at regulatory situations that would cause a provider-level adjustment 
and um, how the PLB segment is used in those situations. So that's what we're working on today. We also have um, published papers on barriers to adoption of both the ERA and EFT transactions and some best practices to overcome those barriers. Uh, we have a paper that looks at enrollments for both of the transactions, the uh, ERA and EFT transactions, and best practices there, and a paper on reassociation for the transactions because that's um, a very important area where the two transactions intersect, and we need to make sure that we can reasso reassociate the 835 to the associated EFT. We also have produced webinars. We have recently done a um, 101 webinar going over basic information for the 835 transaction. And we also have done a webinar um, looking at balancing of the 835 transaction. All of these work products, including recordings of the webinars, are available at, in the Knowledge Center at weedy.org. So they're, they're available for, for anyone to go out and look and uh, you can download those papers and take advantage of the great information that's in there. So to get involved with our work group, uh, we meet the first and third Monday of each month at 10 Central, 11 Eastern, and the call-in information is available at weedy.org. So I would encourage you to go out there and look at that. Uh, you can contact uh, Sam Holvey. Her information is um, available there as well to get involved. Um, in order to create the work products uh, that I mentioned, we need participation from all kinds of stakeholders to get all perspectives, and we need participants to bring their issues or concerns to the subwork group to give us direction on what work products are needed by the industry. So we really encourage all kinds of participation from all of the different stakeholders so we can get those different perspectives and so we can understand what's happening in the industry and what additional education or guidance might be needed. So please come and join us. We really hope to see you at our next subworkgroup meeting. Thank you, Pam. We hope this was very helpful, and we'd like to thank you for listening today. What a great look into the inner workings of this organization. This has been the collective voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast, where the health information technology community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find this episode and many more on our website, weedy.org. Thank you all for joining us and be safe.